This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. We have a new sponsor we're welcoming this week on Oh My Dollar that I'm really excited about because I actually think a lot of our listeners need what they offer. So if you have people that depend on you, you need life insurance. But I know that the traditional application process for life insurance and waiting weeks to receive a decision can be incredibly frustrating. That alone is enough to turn me off. I know that if I can't do something online, I probably won't do it. Honestly, it's 2018. Applying for life insurance should be simple and totally hassle-free. In comes Haven Life Insurance Agency. Haven Life offers term life insurance issued by Mass Mutual that you can apply for online and is available nationwide. Apply anytime, anywhere, from any device. Haven Life offers term life insurance, which is an affordable way to financially protect your partner, kids, or other folks that rely on you. Term life insurance policies have coverage terms, usually 20 years, but it could be 10, 50, or 30 that you can choose from when you buy your policy. So you can put a policy in place for the years you think your loved ones would need it most. For example, it would be about 18 bucks a month to get a $500,000 20-year Haven term policy issued by Mass Mutual for a 35-year-old woman in excellent health. Haven term has a level term premium, which means the premium won't change over the whole life of the policy, so it's super easy to plan in your monthly budget. Life insurance is an important part of your financial plans. If you have people that rely on you, you probably need it. When buying insurance, as a rule of thumb, you generally want five to ten times your annual salary and coverage. That's a good starting point, but Haven Life also has an easy-to-use online life insurance calculator to help you figure out how much coverage is right for you and your family. No math required. If you're looking for peace of mind and financial protection for the people you love, check out Haven Life. You can start the process quickly at welcome.havenlife.com slash OMD. That's welcome.havenlife.com Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Carebake. And I'm your other host, Will Romy. So today's question comes very far from our desk from our co-host and producer, Will. Some space is opening up in the house I rent. Rather than find another roommate, I'd really like to use that space as a home office, since I usually do most of my audio editing work from home anyways. I remember in a past show you mentioned that you could write the home office space off as an LLC, but I don't really remember how that works or how to make that work. Yeah, um, this is really excellent and it's actually so important. I think we'll just talk the whole episode about it. So if you don't have a home office and maybe never want to, probably this show doesn't apply to you. Yeah. Skip, um, skip to the next episode. Yeah. Um, so this actually is one of those things. It's been around for a long time, um, but it went through some changes in 2013 that made it a lot easier. And then with the huge new tax plan that happened last year, um, there's a bunch of people that actually can't take this anymore. So it used to be that you didn't have to be a independent contractor. You didn't have to own your own business to take the home office deduction if you were a remote worker. 
So um, like if you worked from home for the convenience of your employer, not Uh just because like you didn't want to go into work. Right. But say your employer like didn't have office space or something. Yeah. 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 Um, Like it's, you know, you are a remote and totally remote employee or some employers like even governmental employers have like implemented a forced work from home flex schedule where like 20 percent of the time employees have to work from home. Okay, yeah. I've Um, heard of that. And that's because their offices are overcrowding. So like even if you do have an office, if your employer insists that you work from home sometimes even like because they want you to meet clients in your home and not at their sketchy office or whatever it used to be that you could take the home office deduction even if you were an employee however the new tax law between 2018 and 2025 which is when this current new law sunsets Mm -hmm. you are not able to take itemized deductions that are subject to the two percent limit which is um, essentially it used to be that you could you could add all these like random itemized deductions in like mileage for work and stuff like that as long as they were below two percent of your adjusted gross income and uh-huh. this was one of those things home office for employees that is no longer so I'm sorry to report that if you only work for a w2 employer and you're a remote employee you cannot take this anymore gotcha however If you do any kind of 1099 work, which we've talked about before, you don't have to have an LLC to be considered a business. If someone is paying you as an independent contractor, meaning you are not a W-2 employee that gets taxes withheld, then you are a business. Congratulations. (laughs) Okay. So 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 forming an LLC isn't even strictly necessary for using this as a deduction. Nope. However, most important thing is that you... Your home office needs to be for regular and exclusive use. So your home office must either be the principal location of your business or a place where you regularly meet customers or clients or that has the equipment that you need to do the work. So for audio editing, that's a great example. Do you have your audio editing equipment set up in your home office? Are you doing work that is explicitly for business work there? Mm-hmm. In which case, that would be a home office. And exclusive use means it's only for that. Like only you can't for you that. can't use that same space for your your Halo Land parties or, or a guest room. So that's a mm. really common one is that people have a spare room and they want to take a home office deduction because it's a combo home office and guest room. And unless that guest is a client of your company, in which case, like I don't know, it's a little sketch, but it's a lot <laughs> less sketch than it's like your mother-in-law. You can stay in my home office. That's fine. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like I don't know. You make your own decisions about if that makes sense for your business, but it has to be exclusive use. So, um, in our old apartment, my desk and my partner's desk was located in the middle of our living room since we were lived in a studio. And it was used for things other than my business because we didn't have a lot of space, right? So, like, it was the table in the living room, and I used it for craft projects and plenty of things that were not my business. Um, It could not be justified as a exclusive use of the space. So um, there was actually some cool case law around this. An artist who had deducted their entire artist studio in New York, um, a live-work space, um, got audited by the IRS and they had a platform that they hiked up to the ceiling to sleep on. So they lived in the space, cool. but everything else was like <laughs> completely devoted to work. And they like, you know, used little ropes to pull this bed platform up to the ceiling. Right. To ensure that it's exclusive use for work. That's neat. And uh, it sounded, you know, a little sketch because they also kind of live in it. But the IRS came down on the side of, yes, that is exclusive business use um, because it's essentially like the main square footage of the space was all business during business hours i would probably die in a pulley accident but (laughs) 
It's it's hey, a low enough ceiling. I don't think that's an option anyhow. New York New York renting is an acrobatic sport yeah. for some people. <laughs> um, so there's some common myths that people have about the home office deduction. The first is that the home office deduction, you have to own your own home to take the deduction and that it doesn't work for renters. That is not true. You can rent and take the home office deduction. Okay. That was one of my first questions I wanted to ask you about because I was going through the IRS... Uh, What's what's the word the the form the <laughs> the uh, all of the IRS documentation yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I was going through the IRS documentation on that and couldn't really find a clear answer it definitely seemed to assume that you were the homeowner yeah so the thing is is that like this actually gets more complicated if you do own the home but it's pretty easy if you're a renter you don't have to worry about your landlord and taxes or anything like that if you are paying rent on your space mm -hmm. then that counts as a business expense for the percentage that you're using as an exclusive home office doesn't matter ownership status does not matter some people believe that you can only take the home office deduction if you itemize your taxes that isn't actually true this is on a schedule c if you own a business and the schedule c is not quite the same as itemizing your taxes now what does the schedule c mean that is your business income so that's that extra form that you do with all your business deductions and that is um things like if you buy a laptop for your work or any sort of business equipment your health insurance all that stuff that is business expenses is almost called your schedule c and um, that isn't exactly the same as itemizing your taxes because those are business expenses. Those come off the top before you deal with the itemization. Oh, okay. I see. A lot of people believe that you can't take the home office deduction if you have another office. So you're a perfect example, Will. You, uh, you know, work at the X-Ray radio station. Right, where we and, have an office upstairs. And But then you also do work at a home office and so let's presume that's all attendant income i don't think it is but like it's not but yeah let's let's yeah. let's assume <laughs> um so so in that case you you can still totally take the home office deduction if it's still a principal and exclu exclusive business use even if you also do work off-site so like i work i work from coffee shops i work you know like i meet clients at their own homes even if you pay for an office like warehouse that you have employees in if you do regular and exclusive use for your home office you can still take the deduction huh taking the home office deduction a lot of people believe it increases their chance of an irs audit it's not true <laughs> it doesn't increase your chances of an irs audit any more than anything else on your schedule c does which you should be taking schedule c business deduction you shouldn't not use those for fear of an audit <laughs> um audits are annoying but you can't really like you know be meek and decide not to take tax deductions because you're afraid of an just audit. to avoid the audit yeah, yeah. it seems um, like good the worst of both worlds <laughs> and and the irs has has stated um it, that this isn't any more of a red flag than just generally using the schedule c which is not a red flag there are millions of people that do it <laughs> every yeah. year right and they don't all audit millions of people because they don't have enough staff to do that so okay so so with those myths out of the way i feel like it definitely is a deduction i'll be able to take yeah th so this is a perfect example so a home office is regular and exclusive use. You have to use it only for business. Mm -hmm. So when we lived in a studio, I couldn't do it. But n we actually moved into a two-bedroom because we both worked for ourselves. And we realized that the extra rent and uh, would allow us to have a bedroom that we only use 
for um, home office. And so we actually save enough in taxes that it kind of negates the fact that we pay slightly more in rent than we did for our old place. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, having a door to our office is amazing. Right. And that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was, that was largely the... That, that was a big part of the impetus for me wondering about this. Yeah, yeah. Take, taking on that extra rent in a way that's productive, but not totally screwing me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One really awesome other thing about this is this isn't just your rent. This is also the portion of your rent of your utilities that you use for business. So that includes your internet and your electricity. So hmm. if you use about... of your internet for business use, which is like, it's obviously totally rough calculations. Remember that Netflix binges count as personal use unless unless you're a TV show reviewer or something. And so just remember that like, This is totally back of envelope math, but whatever you do as far as calculating out the percentage of your internet or your that you use, um, just use your best guess. Yeah, no, I I laughed at that at first, but actually now that I think about it, I probably download and upload around 11 hours of audio files to and from the radio station a day. So that actually could be a good chunk of my internet usage. So that's worth thinking about. Okay. So there are two ways to calculate this home office deduction. Now that we're getting into the math, I'm sorry, but we'll try to keep this. No, math's great. We'll try to keep (laughs) this easy for folks. So there's two types, the exact and the simplified. The simplified is relatively new. It only came out in 2013. And it's also called the safe harbor. And to understand why it's awesome, it's easier to understand why the exact version is kind of complicated. Okay, so let's walk through the exact version. So the most exact way to figure out this proportion is to measure the square footage devoted to your home office and find out what percentage it is of the total area of your home. Mm -hmm. So if your office measures 100 square feet, it's a 10 by 10 room. For example, the total and the total area of your house is a thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. Then your business percentage would be ten percent, a hundred divided by a thousand. Cool. So that's easy. So if your rent was a thousand dollars a month, you deduct a hundred dollars a month in expenses, which would be twelve hundred a year. So my question as a renter is: Am I calculating those numbers based on the entire cost of renting the house? Okay, so if you are paying $800 in rent out of a $2,000 total house cost, you don't get to deduct the percentage out of the total house rent. You only get to look at what are your own actual expenses, gotcha. right? So the square footage taken out of the total of the space I am personally renting. So it's a little, little more complicated <laughs> than that. You kind of get um, the worst of both worlds. So you have to take the percentage of your... Um, home office out of the total house square footage mm-hmm. but you can only take the percentage that you are paying towards that total house square footage so let's say you're paying eight hundred dollars out of two thousand dollars of rent each month that means that you essentially are paying 40 percent of the total rent mm-hmm. but if 200 square feet of the of a total house is being used for your home business that's 20 percent of the total house square footage if it's a you know mm-hmm. a thousand square foot house and so in that case if you're only paying 800 a month then you can only take 20 percent of the 800 a month you want off of your taxes I so see. that would okay. be 160 dollars a month plus plus your um, utilities and stuff right right so that would be 160 a month which would be 
a total of $1,920 a year. So I need a tape measure and a calculator. <laughs> yes, tape measure. Um, uh, you also can, if you don't want to, like, if you live in a really large house for some reason and don't want to, like, spend a bunch of time hunting down the square footage for your house, you can usually go onto the auditor's website or the um, local zoning board's website and find the plans because all houses have to be at- assessed for property taxes. So in every local jurisdiction, you should be able to find what the square footage of the house is. I am so fascinated by that and really want to look that up. Portland Maps would be the one in Portland, Oregon, but um, obviously there's a bunch of different places. But essentially, if you know the address of your house, you should be able to find what the square footage is for tax purposes. Um, So that can be helpful. Obviously, the individual rooms won't be listed on there, um, and so you'll have to go measure it out. Also, if your house was sold recently, you can also just go look at like the Redfin listing <laughs> right? Uh, oh, or, yeah, yeah, or Zillow true. or whatever. Um, so, or you can get adventurous and measure the whole house, which is kind of fun. Um, I don't live in that big of an apartment, so it didn't take that much time. Um, it's actually 35% of our apartment is our home office, which is um, really significant, especially because we live in Portland where we pay a lot in rent. Good, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. You should be aware of what that annual number is. Like do the math on what the, um, calculation is generally as a percentage of your rent and then multiply it by 12 to get that annual number. The reason you want to hold on to that, so in your case, it'd be 1920 a year based on this example. Hold on to that number because we want to compare it to the simple version to see which one will save you the most money. Right. Okay. So there is a simpler version, which is nice to hear after yeah. all that. Yeah. The, the exact version didn't look particularly complex on paper, but then we started going through it. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> um, I'm a little intrigued about the simple version now. If you live in a um, city where you have high rent and small apartments, then it's very likely that the exact calculation is going to do you well because your rent is high and you probably use a high percentage of your total apartment for mm-hmm, your home mm-hmm. office. But remember, it has to be exclusive use. So if you live in a 300-square-foot studio and you use 50% of it on business, that needs to be exclusively business. It doesn't have to be a separate room or a freestanding building, but it has to be very defensible that if the IRS showed up, they could go, oh, yes, that's all business. Yes, that is the, that is the office. Yeah. Um, you know, you can have your cat in it or whatever, but it needs to be obviously cat's for your got to be an employee. Strictly business cats. Business cats only. <laughs> Um, other things to know, money spent to repair or maintain the business spends is deductible. That is only under the exact version. So if you paint the room that's your home office, the entire cost can be deducted of painting it. Um, no part of the first telephone line in your home, if you still have a landline, like I assume almost none of our listeners. I have a landline because it came with the cheapest internet. Oh, that's it's great. still fun. Um, so that first landline, you cannot deduct because the assumption is that is partially for private use. Damn. But yeah. if you get a special <laughs> line for your business or any other direct business expenses, such as the cost of long distance business calls, um, you can write those off. If your office takes up 20% of your house, you can deduct 20% of your bills for utilities, homeowners insurance, homeowners association fees, security, general repairs and maintenance, all of that. Hmm. And that's pretty much it. Cool. That answers most of my questions about this, I think. Um, I'm probably going to go home this week and do some measurements and some math. Maybe I'll email those to you to put up online or something if people are interested. I would love to hear those. And I would also like to see, if you work from home, I would love to see what your home office looks like. So 
snap a picture of it and cool. Well, there's someone still living in there now. Oh, oh no, for everyone. Yeah, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, shut for up, everyone. Well, let Lillian talk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would love to see any listeners' home offices. And um, if you have a business cat in your home office, feel free to snap a picture with your business cat, your exclusive business use cat in your <laughs> office. Uh, I would love to see that. Or or dog. You can also have a dog. Yeah. That's fine. Dogs are cool too. I think that wraps our show for today. It does. Our producer's been me, Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. And she's Lillian Kerbick, your personal finance educator and host. Thank you for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.